This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for tuning in to Shine On. This weekend, Lorna Byrne is going to do two workshops for Omega here in the Hudson Valley. Virtual workshops because Lorna is in Ireland. She's the lady that wrote Angels in My Hair and many other books about her communication with angels since she was a little child. Lorna was on the show many years ago, and we started off our Zoom call the other day remembering one of the stories that we talked about back then. Now, if you hear noise in the background, that's my husband. It was a snow day for him. And you may hear snoring. That's one of the pugs who were all gathered around me. As Lorna Byrne shared this angel story. Um, Well, I have seen so many different things, you know, and sometimes I I happen to be um, where there is a car accident where something has happened or not exactly at the spot, but I may be walking in that direction and the angels allow me even to hear it no matter what distance away it is. And I just remember, you know, walking down the road, hearing and and then hearing the screams. This was a child that was hit by a car, you know, and I could even hear the car. And at the same moment, I was praying and asking that nothing would be, what would you say, too tragic, that somehow it would turn out okay. And on that particular one, I remember when I got to the end of the road, I had heard it happen and everything and heard the screams. I went over to the child that was lying on the road and he suddenly became calm. The angels came all around him and he became calm, no longer frightened. And then a doctor or somebody medical appeared. I just just said to the little boy, you're going to be OK. And I said, I'll go and get your mom. But he stayed calm after that. And I remember going back up the road and saying to the angels, which house is it? Because I don't know. They just pointed out an angel suddenly appeared at a door and I knocked on the door and I just said to the mom, you better come quickly. Your child has been hurt by a car. Car has hit your child. And I just remember her. You can imagine the terror in a, in a mother hearing that. Yeah. You know, the fear, the fright. And I just saw her guardian angel, what would you say, wrap its arms around her. She didn't even grab a coat or anything. She just ran out, you know, ran and ran past me and down and down the road. And I followed her. And when I got there, the ambulance was already had had come. I remember just watching her from the far side of the road and praying and asking that the little boy would be OK, you know, and he was OK later. You know, he got better and everything like that. And to me, I always give out to God and the angels when they have me in a place when something happens, because it is hard. Because I had to be so, in a sense, terrified myself for for that person that's hurt. Or, or it could be even an animal. You know, it, it could literally be anything. 
But I suppose it's just part of my life and, you know, just seeing the angels comforting a family when something happens, that is something really, really special. And it's something that is extremely hard to to describe. It's the, the love the angels are giving, you know, that calmness. Like it was like, you know, the angels were touching him and I know they were healing angels and his guardian angel was there and just bringing that peace, that calmness to him and taking away the fear. It's just something um, I find really hard to, to describe. Yeah. Why? Oh, there's so many questions. Lorna Byrne, so many questions. So you feel God is using you like to almost to be an earth angel. You're the, you're the go-between between, you know, humans and angels, right? This is a, a hefty job. I, I have never thought of it that way. Yeah. It's just um, it's just normal and natural for for me. I, I don't know any different. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always see, seen the angels and, and I know you probably know from angels in my hair. They just told me to keep it a secret. And when I was about two or two and a half, that's when they had actually said there and I was a slow talker. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was a time I was playing in front of the fire with my little brother, you know, and with little blocks my dad had made and our hands touched and it was like his hand went into mine or mine went into his. And I remember just the love and all the sparkles, you know, they were everywhere and just feeling that that connection. And, and it was at just at that time, the angels had said to me, Lorna, I must keep it a secret. And they told me my little brother was a soul. He had died before I was born. But he was that bit older than me. You know, he was four or five. You know, but when you're only two or two and a half, you don't question. Right. You know, it's just normal. And it has been normal that way all my life. And just the other thing which I thought always sticks in my heart is you know sometimes when i would have seen my little brother um, and my mom would be asleep in the chair he would be an infant then in her arms you know not that four or five year old that was playing with me in front of the fire like i could tell you loads of stories um but it's it's just normal i i can't imagine what it's like for you or anyone else. I, I don't actually understand why you can't see the angels physically or why people seem to find it so hard to hear their guidance, their messages. Right. Um, and I think that happens sometimes when, you know, we think a thought is silly mm-hmm. you know, or, or we might be, let's say, I hate using the word, but a bit lazy. <laughs> You know, and we don't get up and do, you know, what has been asked of us because we see no meaning in it. So I'm always telling people, don't be looking for a meaning. They're just teaching. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Obey. If you hear the voice, obey. If you hear it, do what it says. Is there something, and I know when you come to Omega on Sunday, you're going to be teaching us about self-love. And I'm sure the angels have probably given you so much information to share, which is so amazing. Is there something parents could do to foster 
uh, a connection between their children and their children's angels. Because so many of us have stories of being with a young person. I remember my niece when she was little looking up and laughing with the lady on the ceiling in the red dress. Hysterical. They were having a wonderful time. I couldn't see the lady in the red dress, but she surely could at two, three, four years old. Is there something we could do or say? Do the angels give you any advice on that? Or is it just really for special people? No, I don't think it's for special people at all. I would say to you, um, I'm not special at all. You are. You're the special one. Everyone out, out there are the special ones. Um, I, I always say to parents, you know, tell your children that they have a guardian angel and remind them of that, especially as they get older. But little children, they have just come from heaven and they're not contaminated by the world. You know, and they see the angels, they even see the souls of loved ones, right. you know, and that's a lovely story, your niece and, and she talking to the, to the lady. Yeah. Um, and I, I know sometimes people would say, oh, that's an imaginary friend. And maybe sometimes it is, but a lot of the time it isn't. Right. And I always say to parents, you know, don't question the child, you know, don't say, well, what are they saying or, you know, or that silly nonsense or anything like like that. But you should always listen to them and pretend you're busy doing something as you're listening to them, you know, because they could be giving you a message as well. And it could be for something for in the future. And 10 or 20 years later, you suddenly remember something that your little one had said about her, her, her friend who she was talking to, her spiritual friend. Um, but I think sometimes parents question children and they suddenly cut off right you know because the world is telling them you know unless it's solid it's not real and especially when they go to school and of course they're going to school earlier these days i would love to see parents just reminding the children that they have a guardian angel because i i hear from children all over the world and they just tell me so many incredible stories and how their guardian angel has helped them in all kinds of circumstances. And then, of course, they would give out to me as well, yeah. you know, about, um, you know, not writing these books before now. Most children seem to find us on YouTube. And I'm, I'm amazed by that because, you know, I didn't think young children were allowed to go on YouTube. You know, I, I didn't know that. But I'm hearing from eight and ten year olds that that's where they found us, and, oh, and how they know have they have a guardian angel, and and how that is helping them in school and with their mom and dad or with yeah. their friends, you know. But it would be lovely for parents to give um, children permission, right? You know, and and I have written a book, but it's not published in in America. It's, um, a children's book and it's called um, My Guardian Angel, My Best Friend. And even though it's fictional, it's based on a lot of the stories children would have told me. Like imagine having a child standing in front of you and its parents are there, maybe two other siblings and you know, they're all after getting a blessing and they kind of held back a little, you know, afterwards. And the parents say, oh, could you tell our children their guardian angel's name? And I look at the children and I smile and I, I just say, you know, maybe to the first one, 
what's your guardian angel's name? And the child comes out and tells you. <laughs> and the parent looks kind of, what? But you have to remember, the guardian angel could have told them to keep it a secret because it's personally for them, right. you know. Um, but I always love the expression on, on a parent's face when the child turns around and says, well, my guardian angel's name is such and such. <laughs> it's It's lovely. It's lovely. And the parents are kind of... They never told us that, but children right. don't tell tell parents everything. Right. They have such an internal life, an internal world. I want to go back to the, the beginning when, when you said you, you went to the, the mother's house to say that, you know, there's been an accident down the road and you saw that mom's guardian angel enfold her. Yeah. How come when our guardian angels enfold us or when they're near, we can't feel it or... Uh, interact with them. I think a lot of people nowadays are just becoming more and more conscious of the guardian angel and they're actually feeling that. Like I'm, I'm hearing from lots of adults, all ages, just saying sometimes when they're stressed or, you know, or something is worrying them and they have asked the guardian angel and they would say, you know, nothing happened. And then, you know, 24 hours later, all of a sudden they felt peace and calm. And sometimes an adult would say, you know, I I could feel that touch. Right. I could feel, you know, that someone had their arms around me. You know, sometimes they de- describe it in a different ways. I always remember this elderly lady and she said to me she knew she had a guardian angel because she had been told in school, but she didn't believe it. And that is the thing, really, with adults. Ah, you believe, know, but she didn't believe, believe it. And she just said, Lorna, since I heard about you and, and read angels in my hair, I started to believe more. And she just said, you know, when I think back through my life, I recognize now all the times my guardian angel has helped me. Yeah. And she says, I recognize it today because every now and then she said, I feel my guardian angel touching my hand. Wow. You know, so like I, th- I think it is to to trust yourself and, and to say give yourself permission as well. Yeah. You know, that God has given you a guardian angel and that guardian angel, it's only one. But it can never leave you for one second. All other angels can come and go. And even the souls have loved ones come and go. But your guardian angel is with you every second of your life. No matter what you're doing, no matter whether you're given out to someone or you're in the bathroom, because people say, oh, in the bathroom, um, you know, your guardian angel is there and it never judges you. It just loves you unconditionally. You know, and it never gives up on you. And and to you, your guardian angel, you are its number one. There is no one else in the world like you to your guardian angel. You're the most important thing in the whole world. What do they want from us? Do they want us to talk to them? Um, I love that question. Yes, they would love us to do that a bit more. And that's that's a question I'm seldom asked. You know, what would angels love us to do? They would love us, yes, to talk to them and to, you know, try and listen, to make that contact, to feel their presence. And every time you feel that, acknowledge it 
you know, it's it's like my desk is in a mess here now at the moment. And if my guardian angel said to me, you know, Lorna, pick up that roll of cello tape, I'd pick it up. Right. You know, it's teaching you. Again, that's what I was saying earlier. It's teaching you to respond, you know, but lots of the time, as I said, we don't. They're great teachers. You know, they can even, what would I say, keep on bringing something to your attention, right? Let, let's say it's a, a, a tiny little ball somewhere on the floor in your house. And you've seen it loads of times. You know, it has caught your attention, but you've never picked it up. And months later, you kind of say to yourself, oh, I'll pick it up now. They do that. They bring loads of things to, to our attention. And again, it could be a book. It could be, I know we can't go out to cafes now, but um, it could be someone in a cafe that every almost every time you go in, this person is there and your attention is drawn to them. You, you, you recognize them, you know, and maybe they smile at you. And again, it's to have the courage to give a little wave or, or say hello, because it could be meant to be that you have a little friendship. So pay attention to the nudges. Um, you're going to do a self-love program for Omega this weekend. And I can't imagine that. I'm sure that's just going to be heavenly. But I want to ask you one more angel question. Are angels born angels or were they ever human? Our guardian um, angels. Um, guardian angels um, or any angel was never human. Okay. And I know... Um, that's a huge question, but maybe the first part of it is, it is that um, angels were created long, long ago. And I used to feel embarrassed about this, not for the people, but for the angels. And they said, no, Lorna, you must say it. So angels were created long, long ago. And they're not like us. They're creatures. And that was the part I used to feel nervous about saying they're creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, God created them long, long ago before... I don't know whether one would say before time began. I don't know. Well before even any of us appeared or anything like like that. And um, I think the other part of the question was. Yeah. So they're not, you know, we always talk about the angels we know when someone crosses over. Well, now that's an angel, you know, but they're they're not our guardian angels. Our guardian angels are angels who have been here a long, long time before humans your, your guardian angel is an angel that came from heaven with your soul when you were at the moment of conception and again is the gatekeeper of your soul and can never leave you for one second and its most important job is to bring you back home that's okay. the most important important job but the angels do love when we say when a loved one has died a child or a grandparent you know they're an angel now in heaven right and they don't even object sometimes when we say, you know, my granny is my guardian angel, but your granny is not. Right. You know, your guardian angel would have the soul of your your granny in and around you when, when you need them. And sometimes you can feel the presence of a loved one more than you would your guardian angel or any other angel. And I think that's lovely, but that's because you knew them. So you you make that spiritual connection. Right. so easily and the thing is we can do that with the angels as well our guardian angels number one job is to help us back home yeah does, is does to, that mean that that's a tricky journey is that 
a difficult journey that we need their help for that trip back home? I have never been asked the question in that in that way before. I don't I don't think it is. Our soul is, you know, that spark of light of God, that tiny little speck of light, and it fills every part of us. Part of us, it's so enormous. Your guardian angel is the gatekeeper. So it's like when our human body dies, because the intertwining is hasn't happened yet, but I believe it has started. Um, the most important job then for your guardian angel is to take that soul back home to that place we call heaven. But I don't think it's what you're saying, you know, difficult in, in any way. You know, I have I have I have been shown, you know, where sometimes when when a body dies, when someone dies, already the guardian angel is holding on to the soul and loving it. And sometimes even I have say I have written it in. I don't ask me what book, um, you know, where I've been in a hospital and someone was, you know, near near death, only had it maybe a few days, and already seeing the soul of that person standing by the bed with the guardian angel. Right. You know, it was just the body had to 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 stop functioning. And just to see that love and and then to see sometimes I always remember this this man and seeing his family coming in and they all sitting around the bed and his beautiful soul just standing there beside them, you know, and his guardian angel and seeing their guardian angels um, embracing them and loving them and and helping in a sense to hold them together. Yeah. and wipe away the tears. I would think, talking to you and knowing how much our guardian angels love us, that one of the nicest things that we could do for them or something that they would most appreciate would be us loving ourselves. Exactly. And and again, that's why I'm doing the path to self-love, because it's so important for us to, to love ourselves, because our soul is pure love. And the more we love ourselves, the more we can love others, the more we can love nature, the more, you know, we don't get angry or we don't have hate in us or we don't push, what would you say, you know, differences. We just love each other. You know, sometimes people would say to me, but how could you love that person, Lorna? But I love that person. I, I don't care what they have done or what the differences is. I don't see it. So the more you love you, the more you allow yourself to love yourself, the more you can love others. And I know love hurts. It's all our emotions, you know, but our soul cannot run short of love, you know. And in a sense, we are afraid to to love ourselves more. And we're even afraid to share our love with others because we're afraid of being hurt. But we need to love ourselves and we need to share our love with others because what would life be like without love? There'd be no emotions. There'd be, there'd be nothing. So love is very, very precious. So I would just love everyone to start to love themselves a little bit more. You know, you are pure love. You're deserving of love. And there's no one else in the world like you, you know, And your guardian angel loves you unconditionally. 
if you could love yourself like your guardian angel loves you, our world would be so different. Lorna Byrne, I'm going to let you get back to your beautiful day in Ireland. Get some tea, feel good, and enjoy everyone at Omega on Sunday. I'm going to make sure you've got a full house for both of your sessions. Such a good, wonderful thing to talk to you again. Same here. And please, God, we'll get to talk to you again and everything like that. So stay safe, stay happy. I saw your dog in the background, Labrador, was it? (laughs) I have three dogs and a cat and a husband wandering around. Husband wandering around. Well, that's lovely. And you have lots of angels there, too. So I'm just telling the angels to look after your dogs and your cat. Okay. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye. That is the delightful Lorna Byrne. She's doing two workshops at Omega this weekend, The Angelic Path to Self-Love. eomega.org. Hope to see you soon. On the Sunday at 11 call, find out more at casey.co. Our thought for the day from Hebrews 13.12. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Shine On. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.